0: The fall of Shiloh, as recorded in the book of 1 Samuel, provides us with some important principles of heavenly authority. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and I would like to welcome you to this edition of Shi'ar Jashub, brought to you by the Church of Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle of Madison, Connecticut. Today we will be listening to the conclusion of the Sunday sermon delivered by my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo. When we left off last time, we saw the death of the high priest Eli after receiving the report that Israel was defeated by the Philistines, that both of his sons died in the battle, and that the Ark of God was taken captive. His daughter-in-law goes into labor at the news and gives birth to a son whom she names Ichabod, meaning literally, inglorious, for she says the glory has departed from Israel
1: and it reminds us what Paul's words when we study them back in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 about the first contract the Sinai contract with the people the ministry of condemnation that said thou shalt not how he said its glory was passing away but then how the new covenant, the new contract in Jesus Christ, under the ministry of the Spirit, he said it's more glorious, much more glorious. A glory that excels, which remains and does not pass away. The glory of the priesthood in Aaron passed away. And now you're left with inglorious. No glory has departed. And so she names her son Ichabod. In the ark will return hopefully we'll discuss that next time but it would never again return to Shiloh and you remember part of the other prophecy of the man of God to Eli back in chapter 2 verse 32 he says and you will see an enemy in my dwelling place despite all the good which God does for Israel you're going to see the enemy come right into Shiloh when the ark goes shiloh loses its significance and any of the priests that remain flee and eventually they wind up in nob just north of jerusalem in the time of saul and david the descendants of eli that are left and the temple at shiloh implied in scriptures is apparently destroyed and again this is around 1050 bc jeremiah many centuries later, would prophesy and warn that Jerusalem also would suffer a similar punishment because of its moral and spiritual corruption. And in so prophesying to Jerusalem, he refers to Shiloh. In Jeremiah chapter 7 and verse 9, he says, will you steal, murder, Commit adultery, swear falsely, burn incense to Baal, and walk after other gods whom you do not know, and then come and stand before me in this house, which is called by my name and say, we are delivered to do all these abominations. Has this house, and he's speaking about the temple in Jerusalem now, has this house, which is called by my name, become a den of thieves in your eyes? Behold, I, even I, have seen it, says the Lord. God cannot be mocked. He knows what's going on. But go now to my place, which was in Shiloh. Look at the previous location of the Ark of the Covenant. Go over to Shiloh, where I set my name at first, and see what I did to it because of the wickedness of my people Israel. And now, because you have done all these works, says the Lord, and I spoke to you, rising up early and speaking, but you did not hear. And I called you, but you did not answer. Therefore, I will do to the house which is called by my name, in which you trust, and to this place, which I gave to you and your fathers, as I have done to Shiloh. And I will cast you out of my sight, as I have cast out all your brethren, the whole posterity of Ephraim. It was seen from those words that the ruins of the temple at Shiloh, or the tabernacle dwelling at Shiloh, could be seen even on the day of Jeremiah. Go, go look at it. See what I did back there in Shiloh, in the time of Eli. Remember Ephraim, which is the prominent tribe of the northern kingdom, Israel is going to be separated, right, the southern Judah and northern Israel. Ephraim, which is the dominant tribe where the tabernacle is located originally in Shiloh will be the first to go into captivity by the Assyrians in 722 BC. Then southern Judah where Jerusalem is, where the temple was permanently established, would go into captivity into Babylon at 586 BC and that's what Jeremiah is prophesying about then how because of what happened there would be this exiling and the temple would be destroyed. Nebuchadnezzar would come in and destroy the temple and it would take many years before they rebuilt that temple and nowhere in the splendor of Solomon's first temple and it would be herod the great who would have to come and rebuild the glory of the temple only to have the romans come in 70 a.d about one generation of 40 years after the crucifixion of jesus and destroy it again and someday it'll be rebuilt again and that'll be the temple that jesus christ returns to in jeremiah chapter 26 and verse 4 And you shall say to them, Thus says the Lord, If you will not listen to me to walk in my law which I have set before you, to heed the words of my servant the prophets whom I sent to you, both rising up early and sending them, but you did not heed, then I will make this house like Shiloh, and I will make this city a curse to all the nations on the earth. Look quickly with me to Psalm 78. The psalm of Asaph, God reviews the history of Israel and he tells them in verse 55 of Psalm 78 how he drove out the nations before him and how he allotted them an inheritance. In verse 56, yet they tested and provoked the Most High God and not keep his testimonies but turned back and acted unfaithfully like their fathers. They were turned aside like a deceitful bow. For they provoked him to anger with their high places and moved him to jealousy with their carved images. When God heard this, he was furious and greatly abhorred Israel, so that he forsook the tabernacle of Shiloh, the tent he had placed among men and delivered his strength into captivity, and his glory into the enemy's hands. We just read about that, right? And he also gave his people over to the sword, and was furious with his inheritance. The fire consumed their young men, and their maidens were not given in marriage, and their priests fell by the sword. We read that. And their widows made no lamentation. Then the Lord awoke as from sleep, like a mighty man who shouts because of wine, and he beat back his enemies, he put them to a perpetual reproach, moreover he rejected, listen, he rejected the tenth of Joseph, and did not choose the tribe of Ephraim, but but chose the tribe of Judah, Mount Zion, which he loved, and he built his sanctuary like the heights, like the earth, which he has established forever, He also chose David, his servant, and took him from the sheepfolds. So what do we have here? Reuben was firstborn. He was rejected from the right of the firstborn because of his sin. Joseph, the good son, receives the right of the firstborn. Jacob blesses. He switches his hand. He blesses Joseph's second son, Ephraim, Ephraim, with the blessing of the firstborn. They get the double portion. And Ephraim becomes as though the firstborn son of Joseph, as though the firstborn son of Jacob. They get the promise. They are the first place, that tribe is the first place that receives the Ark of the Covenant. Remember Shiloh means where it belongs, to whom it belongs, right? It belonged there, it belonged to the tribe of Joseph, it belonged to Ephraim. But now what does he say? Because of this sin in Shiloh, the Ark's not going to be there anymore. He will reject Joseph. He will choose Judah. He will establish a new site in Jerusalem, which will become the holy city. And he'll choose David. And he starts it all over again. You see the substitutionary principle. The principle here, and we'll close with this, that we want to remember. And it's an important one is that it was the lord who established ephraim from the tribe of joseph it was the lord who established shiloh in ephraim the place where it belongs it was the lord who established the levitical priesthood he was the one that chose aaron he was the one that chose aaron's sons not only that but he established eli as the high priest as the descendant of aaron and eli's house And he did not just establish Eli as high priest, he established him as a judge over Israel. All these were called and chosen to a position of authority. Yet God is not mocked, for whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. Galatians 6-7. And there are great blessings and great anointings that come with heavenly authority, Woe to those who go against the anointed of God. Now we'll see this in the case of the Philistines, what happens to them next time. Woe to those who go against the anointed of God, but woe to those in positions of heavenly authority who trample on the one who has established them, who despise and shame the sacred things and the office to which they are called, and who know not their God because as we've seen in the case of Eli and as we see in the case of Shiloh God cannot be mocked even though he established them he will tear them down and as Jesus said give it to another nation that will bear the fruit of it Father we thank you for your scriptures and Lord we are quieted Lord God by your chastisement of your people. Father God, how we should be careful when we stand lest we fall. That we should never be brazen as Christians because of the blessings you give us in Christ Jesus. That we should never be pompous by any gifts you give us of the Holy Spirit. But Father, we should humble ourselves. Take the plank out of our eyes. Be contrite servants before you lord god that you can use us for you are no respecter of men heavenly father what you establish you establish for holiness woe to us if we take that and use it for unrighteousness but father we thank you for your grace and your mercy that you bring back the ark that you rebuild a temple in jerusalem that you call to your people Israel and you call to all the nations that have gone so far away and you say here is my son receive him and I will make you whole father God allow us give us the heart to receive Jesus Christ as our savior to the fullest amount that we might serve you and live for you and be with you for all eternity in Jesus name we pray amen
0: you have been listening to the teaching ministry of Greg Scalzo, pastor of Shear Jashub Christian Tabernacle of Madison, Connecticut. Please join us for the next broadcast of Shear Jashub.